is a Boardwalk Audio podcast. Just realize like how much I am the never my Big Fat Creek wedding. Ian brings his family, and they're like they're the dry toast family. <laughs> and how much that's who I am? Because oh, I have this instinct to shush people. And when did that happen? <laughs> Second. I saw. I mean, we saw you were talking to those little. I'm kids so earlier. sorry. This is the weirdest thing. Is I love children. Like I have baby fever. No man will ever date me because except when they're talking and making noise. Except when I'm tired and they're screaming and running a circle, and then I'm just like, "You will be well behaved." And I Shut don't. I don't understand it, Kelsey. I just like. I had a reference I wanted to make when I was walking back, and I, I can't remember what it was, other than the fact that like. I love children, and this night is the first night in years where I was like, all of them need to shut up. Two, three, four. Podcast, we're making a podcast about 30 Rock. Podcast, we're making a podcast about 30 Rock. We're calling it Top 30 to me, it is great. Hi, everyone. This is Kelsey. Hi, I'm Kimmy. And this is Talk 30 Rock to Me. Talk 30 Classic. Rock to Me. Classic episode. Classic, Classic Portos on episode. Location. <laughs> on location. We are here. It is a classic episode, and we didn't want to just be like, oh, classic in Kimmy's apartment. So instead, we are here at Portos in Downey, which is a very special location for us. It is. It is. This is where 30 Rock, I figured it was Christmas. Christmas celebrates the birth of Christ, and now we're celebrating the birth of our podcast at the place it was just stated. because this is the christmas special this is episode the conception. <laughs> not because it's christmas time. no it's, i wish it was christmas June. but uh this is where the episode was conceived when kelsey no, where the podcast was conceived damn it <laughs> we met damn here it. in september of 2015 Shut up, I you think, remember because i, I took a screenshot of a text message from that because oh, the next day adorable. you texted me and we had this discussion like we should have started a podcast about 30 rock and the next day you text me saying p.s we should really talk about this podcast i think it should be called talk 30 to me or you made some other suggestions i said 30 talk yeah, 30 that talk, that's one. right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was here at Porto's, and we just decided to do something special. So if you happen to hear some noises in the background, there's some music on overhead, there are cars down the street, there are kids. So many kids, but I love them all. I don't hate children, I promise. <laughs> um, I hug every baby I see, but for some reason tonight I want them all to walk away. Can you stop flashing that kid with your middle finger? <laughs> flashing was the wrong word. Oh, I know, I was really worried <laughs> where you're going with that. All right, mm, I'm gonna do. That's good. What we're gonna do anyway? Sorry. Cool. Um, cool. So this is special. This is a special episode. This okay. is what I've wanted to say live from Portos. It's Talk Thirty Rock to me <laughs> with Kelsey Lane and Kimmy Lucas. Nice oh, crap. I don't what's remember his name? your stage it's name. A, I got lost. Oh, I can't remember. That just reminds me of a. Uh, the episode when Liz has to do cutbacks or whatever, and she doesn't want to fire him. He's like, "It's Tersi Gorgon," like and he like mumbles it all. That's what I really want. I was you doing to do, an SNL right. intro. I thought it was pretty great. No, that was pretty. Maybe good. They should ha- get rid of uh, what's his face. That's what I, was, I can't me. remember his name. No, but he played Clinton a lot. That's all I remember. He's like one of those SNL people who's just in, he. He's like a he's like the Bobby Monian of like the early aughts where he was in a everything. Body? No. What? Oh, you can't hear me. Bobby Monahan. Oh. <laughs> or Monahan, or however you say his name. He's like a Bobby Monahan of um of like the early aughts and late nineties. But the thing is, Bobby Monahan was also the Bobby Monahan of the of the early aughts. So it's a tricky one. Don Pardo. Oh, that's the original, not the new guy. Yeah. It is Don Pardo, though. You're right. And now whoever took over, I forget his name. 
We're doing great right now. I know. It's just good. This Kelsey is good. and I are at Porto's and we're sleepy and we haven't even eaten the croquettes. Also, the line is really short. So if you get hungry, let me know. But I'm also fine. So That's true. Um, this so is a special place. It is a very special place for the Christmas special episode. And I like it. I like it. Um, do you want to do a 30-30? 30-30. I'm not gonna be, oh there we, I'm, I'm not gonna be, hear you when you're finished. I know. Um, I think I'm doing our It's your job today. Today. And the 30-30 today, I'm actually it's kind of an interesting uh, article that I found that um, not that I well I kind of found I guess uh, by Glenn McDonald and he posted it on uh, Thrillist. Mm-hmm. And the name of the article is Why I Turn My Favorite TV Shows Into Podcasts. And he specifically talks about 30 Rock in this. So Glenn wrote this great article talking about how there are certain TV shows that that do great listening to them, that you can turn them into podcasts. You listen to the audio of it. And I have done this for years. Oh my gosh, this man, this is your like journalist spirit animal. 100%. Like I have for years, I fall asleep to TV shows. I have like my six shows on rotation. You do. I've gone through phases where I would, I literally was doing this on my way here today. Actually, I was, I was listening to, uh, I think I was listening to Silver, Sarah Silverman's new stand-up or whatever. Oh, I want to watch it. Uh, Speck of Dust? Uh, yes, yes. Mm. And I started it, and I put my phone down next to me. Like, I don't need to watch it. I'm just listening to it. So for a stand-up, that obviously works pretty mm-hmm. well. Um, but it works great for TV shows, especially those shows that you just know backwards and forwards. Yeah. So he talks a lot about how 30 Rock is just um, a great way to do it. I'm trying to think. He had... Um, oh, he said, if you've seen the episodes enough times, your mind's eye will fill in the necessary. If, if you've seen the episodes enough times, your mind's eye will fill in the necessary visuals. That's been my experience anyway. And I found that by just listening to the show, I've uncovered even more layers to what is already a very layered show. Mm-hmm. And I think that that is just completely true. And like, because I fall asleep to it, I'm not watching it most of the time. Um, and he also mentioned how there's some shows that it doesn't really work for, like, Arrested Development, it can work for, but there's a lot more visual gags, I think, in that show. It's a very visual show, for sure. Um, So I definitely agreed with that. Um, So, yeah, I just thought it was really interesting. We'll post a link to it that it's a thriller article that was released on May 26th. And I just thought it was great. I think that everyone should give it a shot, especially the shows that you already know so many times. I remember very distinctly doing this with The Office. It works for The Office very well. The Office is very... Other than the looks and the expressions, it's a very right. verbal show. Well, I just remember listening to it, though, and not... And all of a sudden, uh, th- there was an episode where I think it's when Dunham Rifflin is about to go under or something, and Creed is walking out, and he, like, picks up the printer and left. And I remember just listening to it, uh, and Jim going, "Where are, are you taking that printer? And Creed going, nope. And just me never realizing that that little moment happened before that Creed took the printer and left. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think later on in that episode, I'm pretty sure the same episode where Creed comes back with ink in his hair because he was trying to be younger. So no, maybe oh. I'm getting that. I can't remember. That's a funny episode. That's but I just remember joke, that though. by listening to it is when I picked up on Jim being like, what are you doing with that printer? And Creed just took it. And he was like, nothing or whatever it was. And that was just from listening that's to it. That's interesting I, from listening because that's actually a very visual thing. Like yeah, I, I think because something. I had never, because I, I think I already knew visually, I remembered seeing Creed walk across the screen with the printer, but never realized he was stealing the printer because <laughs> ship sinking, might as well get what you can out of it. Um, <laughs> Which so yeah, but I, die. <laughs> I love that with 30 Rock. Um, and then I'm like Parks and Rec, I do that with, I, I mean, I do that with the West Wing too. I think it tends to work. It works really well. I was going to say, for any Sorkin show, you really, other than you're all you're missing is the walking. You're yes, just catching the, the talking. Which 
speaking of which, sorry, this is not, this is walk and talk related. My mom sent me a link. I didn't tell her, mommy, I loved it. Mom. <laughs> that, um, it was, uh, that from, <laughs> please was, don't tell her now. Now just use this. I know, right? Hi mom. Uh, that there was a scene from moms with, uh, Anna Ferris and, uh, Allison Janney. And they were sitting there talking at the like kitchen table. Like, what could I have done? I'm really good at this. And she's like, you could have gone into politics. And then it does a quick jump shot of Allison Janney as her character from mom with Richard Schiff, Toby doing a walk and talk through the white house Shut and up. it just made me so stinking happy i gotta it watch moms so there's nothing but I've, I've never seen moms. moms i don't know how my mom saw it must have shown up on some west wing things i don't think she watches moms but mm-hmm. I, I the the richard schiff and and on affairs there with claudia jean in the it was just oh it made me very happy i love it yeah. that's really really fun no that's a really good one i'm gonna do that i'm watching yeah you can't do it with arrested development i'm rewatching arrested mm-hmm. right now and you can't you're right and that's what i love about arrested i'm a sucker for a physical gag and a yeah. visual gag um i'm a child of buster keaton i'm sorry <laughs> uh, <laughs> i hate myself but i really um but there's something you could do really well with like a ben mm, what is his name it was the shakespeare of hollywood and i can't remember his name but he did like my girl his girl friday not okay. my girl Friday. My I just combined my girl and his girl Friday. His girl, my girl, my girl, girl Friday. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, everyone will watch it and they'll cry. But it's something like that that's very Aaron Sorkin-y. That's very uh, screwball comedy-esque. It really mm-hmm. works to listen to it. So I, you're going to watch Do It With 30 Rock. I'm going to do it with um, <laughs> It Happened One Night. It's going to work great. All right. I, I, I've <laughs> never seen I don't even know what that is. That's um, it, It's pretty much the first rom-com ever. It's with Claudette Colbert and it's with um, Clark Gable. And mm-hmm. it basically it won nine Oscars. It's the invention of the rom-com and so you watch it now and you're like this is a great movie but why is it all the fuss and then you're like oh this is the first time they ever made a movie like this oh interesting. and it's like 19 thir- like early 1930s mid-depression rich girl uh, like little rich girl runs away from home because she's want to get married to her socialite boyfriend okay um a hard-boiled reporter follows her and then of course comedy love. and love ensues uh-huh of course it's an amazing movie everyone should watch it it happened one night it's perfect and it's i'm not a claudette colbert fan she's not my favorite of like the early 1920s 30s like screen vamps but she's good in it clark gable is also it's the movie that inspired bugs bunny this has nothing to do with 30 oh. rock but i want to say that what's up doc comes from him in this there's a scene where he's eating a carrot leaning against a fence and that was the inspiration for bugs bunny all right fun fact i like it was that fun did you have fun i did have a lot of fun with perfect that. that's 30 30 my 30 30 is this i'm re-watching kimmy schmidt as well um and i was watching a uh, parks and rec so i just felt like i was in the whole world again and i was just watching all the things <laughs> so and watching oh i watched a ton of great news that's what it was it was a parks. it was oh, great news. news and i'm working slowly on quilting together tarantino-esque universe for all of 30 Rock Great News and Kimmy Schmidt. How are you liking Great News? I'm obsessed. It's You're so liking fun. Okay, cool. I finished. It's done. Oh, is I, I think I'm still episodes. an episode or two. I think the last one I watched was the the Snowmageddon one. The Snowmageddon one was yeah. great. Which was funny. The ending of it was smart. I'm really hopeful. It got, I didn't see if it got picked up. Did you see if it got picked up? I didn't up? see if it I did I really yet. hope it does. Mm-mm. I really hope it does. I'm very happy with it. I think it's just pleasant and Andrea Martin is destroying in it. Yes. So that's like my 30-30. Cool, cool. Mm-hmm. Ready to talk about this episode? Damn, yeah. Damn Christmas straight. special. Christmas special. Merry Christmas, Kelsey. Merry Christmas. I almost brought my ukulele and was going to play a song, and I'm like, no one wants to hear that. <laughs> we might have gotten an audience. We could have put out a little hat, a Frank hat, and they'd put some money in We it. should announce our live episodes and be like, come here and watch it. Come to Porta. It's going to be like two people and it, us yes. recording. But <laughs> Your everyone, mom and my mom. <laughs> I know, exactly. Our biggest fans. Right. Uh, but I we'll love just it. sit. Um, so this episode is season three, episode six, Christmas special. 
Air date was December 11th, 2008. Director was Don Scardino, and writers were Kay Cannon and Miss Tina Fey. Um, that is a dynamic trio, if that's a thing. Um, I think that it is now. It is now, right? Uh, my recap for this episode is that in this Christmas episode, the cast is unexpectedly unexpectedly having to put on a Christmas Eve special. Liz goes through a whirlwind of emotions during a letters to Santa debacle, and Jack's relationship with his mother reaches new levels. Mm, it does reach new levels. On a whole bunch of different things. So let's talk about just what happens before the theme song, and then we'll talk about the individual episodes. Yes. Uh, Storylines, not individual episodes. Mm-hmm. So first things first, Liz walks into the writer's room. All the, I feel like it's been a while since we've seen the writer's room. Yeah, I've missed the writers a lot lately. Yeah. We got a Frank hat immediately. Immediately. That was... Foley artist? Foley artist. What about that was funny? Well, His okay. hats are so weird. I love it. Not so. knocking not knocking Judah Friedlander's jokes, but I was just like, wait, I don't... Is there a joke? Yes. So Foley artist is what the hat says. And I wrote a note saying he's wearing a shirt with a scary man face that says wanted dead or alive. So Frank's hat reads Foley Artist, making it go well with his T-shirt, one of a professional wrestler, Cactus Jack, whose real name was Mick Foley. Whoa. Mm-hmm. That was, I Dear think that was IMDb God, trivia Kelsey. there. But. I'm just like, this is why you're the queen. <laughs> I was like, I, re- I was like, scary man face shirt. And I'm like, oh, this is cool. Why key why, man? Yas queen yas. Right. I'm really impressed with that research. That's like probably one of the best bits of research that you've done. Well, but this was, I think that was IMDb trivia. So like, I'm I mean, still giving it to you. You right, read well, it. I just want to make sure. Like, I, I did really not love like... that you were Googling which, which, um, <laughs> which wrestler was this? Right. Whose face was this? Good on you, girl. Um, I, so she walks in and she's like, this is what we're going to do this year. We're going to do a letters to Santa thing. But when she walks in she's like we're all getting and their option the writers all yell out frozen steaks ipod nothings or colorful sweaters <laughs> they think that's <laughs> what they're sweaters getting or scarves year. it's colorful sweaters and oh, that's what Tracy i trust says. you i trust you i don't know why i heard scarves it was so great and they're like why do we need to do anything we already all chipped in to buy sue a bra <laughs> first of all that bra that's the one they chose right like, i mean it looks like a 1940s industrial bra it totally does right? it looks like a really yeah. old fashion. i mean i'm not knocking it if anyone has a, was watching they're like oh i have that bra and then you just heard me say that yeah. i'm very sorry but i'm just imagining that's a writer's room of this f- stay with me it's a writer's room of men right it's right. A, like who bought that bra yeah who actually went and purchased it probably kenneth yeah, uh, that's true. That's what they're explaining because it's if, a really. If Kenneth did it, that would make a lot of it's sense. It's just such a. Pra- Here's the thing: it is such a practical bra, uh-huh. <laughs> and you know what I love about that is that she's probably very comfortable. It's not one of those Victoria's mm-hmm. Secret things that's all strappy and like bites in and it's a push mm-hmm. up. They were like, you know, Suni, she needs to be comfortable while she's writing. We're getting her this great there bra. For hours. Exactly. So you know what? I changed my mind. At first, I was like, why would they buy that bra? And now I'm like, this is actually really meaningful. That's, you know, that, that, that's really funny. That had to have been Kenneth or maybe Liz. Like, Liz might have bought that same bra, but I don't think that she was part of that. I'm pretty. But well, why like, would they be presenting it to her like it's new? I don't think Liz did it. Well, that's, that's I don't think it was Liz. Like, there's a chance that he was like, why do we do this? We already all chipped in. Like, maybe she was a part of that. But I don't think she was. That's, I'm going like, of the people who would buy that bra, it'd be Kenneth or Liz. But I think it was probably Kenneth. I think Kenneth chose. Yeah, because right. Suri wouldn't have bought She would have said, why do you need one? I know, exactly. What's a bra? Right. Mm-hmm. right. Oh, uh, that's only they you. They just stay up like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay, stay with me. We heard a Gore Burger. It's a new okay. T.J. Miller Japanese interview show where he plays a giant alien, and they had a sketch with Paul F. Tompkins said, uh, "Censor that nipple," where they have literally just cut out to people and stick their chest, and you have to choose if it's a man or female nipple, and if he gets censoring, mm-hmm. and they put a sticker over it. Shut up! It's so effing ridiculous. That is amazing. It showed up on my Facebook, and I, I definitely was like, "I'm watching this." <laughs> oh, please! I need to watch. Anyways, this. we get a bras, but 
she's very proud of that bra she should be it's also so white yeah anyway very white Mm -hmm. um liz asks jenna if she's drunk and she says on the spirit of christmas and the alcohol she's holding up literally says spirit of christmas i mean that art department's good man we've seen it They, they do their ish there's another really good art department thing that I don't know if you caught, but we'll talk about it in a second. Oh, we're going to hear about it. Um, and yeah, and that's kind of how it works. They've got their letters. She's going to buy stuff for somebody and then theme song. Oh, no, not theme song yet. I'm sorry. Colleen shows up. I know. Oh, wait, I want to go back one thing. I, ha- I wrote down internet. I was so tired last night. Internet Nigerians, and I don't know why. Oh, because uh, Kenneth or Tracy makes a comment about how like he already helped those Nigerians or something. He makes some weird comment about that. He that. Helps. I just love an internet Nigerians joke. My favorite one's on Fly the Concord, so I was very, very excited. <laughs> but no, we get to Colleen. Damn, girl, look at them legs. Right? I want to look that good in leggings <laughs> or tights. Like she I is love so, her. She's keeping it so tight. Mm-hmm. How does Colleen do it because she goes out for her little daily power walk i mean i gotta do it i'm gonna start walking that way and see what happens you gotta sing her little doobie doobie <laughs> <laughs> i will song. we're gonna do a test i'm gonna do it i, I think you gotta do like the, the swing of the hips too well, it's like power helps. walking she's power walking in that yeah. which is always funny it's, it's power walking is always funny i love her mm-hmm. um and so jack's on the phone with liz and he's like i've already given my mom her presents ahead of time and i'm gonna fly to rio Ugh. tan in the nude and bet on some monkey wrestling. I do not want to go to Rio. No. I do not want to go to Brazil. If that's what Brazil is, which it's not. No. Because I learned that from um, the, the World Cup and the Olympics. Yeah. But Oh, no, yeah, the World Cup. Sorry, yeah. Both things. Yeah. But I do not want to go. No. Sounds terrible. Monkey this wrestling? This was in 08, though. Mm. Maybe Rio was okay then. Maybe. Oh. Their water was okay. <laughs> Back then. I love how it's gone bad in like eight years. Right. <laughs> um, and then it ends with he hits her with her car his car he goes to back out and her power walking is immediately That's brought to his house cold open <laughs> right so much plot and the plot is driven from so much that happens in those first two seconds right or the first two scenes it's amazing it's a little crazy oh he like knocks her down she's so fragile and tiny too i'm terrified right like i'm like i'm surprised it didn't do more than just what do we ever find out what exactly what she broke oh they're titanium giving her a hip, new a titanium hip. hip they're yeah, giving her right. a new hip and then she falls into my other hip uh, which, I mean, if you're going to go with one titanium hip, you might as well just get two. Right? Because one of them's like, pow. You want to hip check you only with that hip. Exactly. Like. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> um, and then we get the theme. So that's all just in the opening. That's a great opening, man. They it's, nailed it. I love it. It gets me ready for Christmas. Right. Um, so as far as the cast in this unexpected... Cri- so Jack is now no longer going to Rio because his mother is... He ran his mother over with his car. Yep. And so now she's in New York and he wants to avoid going home as much as possible. So the cast has to come up with a Christmas special the day before. They have to do it. This is okay. This is what I really love about working the working with Colleen's character, right? They really do that amazing thing where you see why she drives him nuts, and if you were her son, you would go nuts. Mm -hmm. But you don't you're not alienated yourself. Oh, you yeah. don't hate her. She is so charming and lovely and mm-hmm. funny. And you see why Liz kind of is drawn to her. Yeah. Because she's so tough and funny. Because I think I there's a chance, like, minus, like, the m- money, I think that Liz could easily have turned into Colleen. Yeah. As she gets older. I think she, because she relates to her on a lot of different levels. With they do things. a very similar taste. Yeah. Which we see more as the show goes on. And ability to be slightly bullish with their words. Yes. Yeah. They're really good at that. Yes. 
but I just I really enjoy that line because you do really empathize with Jack but also you want to see her you're not like they're not so intent on making her awful that you like have no fun watching her she's yeah. so fun when I think that's just the stereotype like I wrote on here like man I'm glad I like spending time with my parents because Jack is just constantly you know trying to avoid her and I but I think that's something that's very stereotypical of relationships <laughs> Kimmy's got a hole in her lip spill <laughs> <laughs> water on myself um, especially like as as people get older or whatever like there's some people who just never have that relationship with their parents you and I both have good relations with our parents um, but there's some people that the idea of seeing their parents is a complete chore that why would I want to do that I don't want to yes I need a buffer here to be able to spend time with them and mm-hmm. um, so I think that I'm sure a lot of people watch this and go oh I get it Jack mm-hmm. you want to get get in get out with your parents not have to deal with them and just do whatever you want for the holidays yeah but I don't know. I want her around. I want Colleen around all the time. Right? Forever and ever and ever. Also, I'm going to take two seconds. Veep had a joke this week where a woman asks a man, hey, do you live with your mom? He goes, ah, no, she wishes. <laughs> <laughs> and they quoted on Pop Culture Happy Hour and I died. So I love it. I just, that's what made me think. But I wrote down FUBU, which I believe they ask about the word FUBU. Which, so Liz walks in or there, she's at Bed Bath & Beyond with Jenna. Yes. And... Oh, no, no. She's sorry. She's still in her office. But she's asked, can I buy a kid FUBU? Is that still a thing? Oh, and she has that to to, uh, to Twofer, right? Uh, yeah, I think so, yeah. Oh, no, to Tracy. It's... Someone goes and talks to Twofer afterwards. Oh, I'm no, no good She's to you in today. her office. Jack walks in and says, there can I buy... Is that... And then as uh, she is talking with Jack a little bit more... Uh, because because Colleen knew that Jack was oh because he was he answered his phone to talk to his mom like yes mother yes he speaks English and he's like making faces and you can tell that Colleen she's like are you doing this with your hands he's like no I'm not and he's just kind of as I'm doing the same things with my hands you are really using your hands Um, really good and then Liz starts to talk and complain about something and he turns away and goes two for my man house tricks oh no she's not talking she was like you know what if Saint um, uh, Saint Nick was Saint Nicholas Cage it would sound a little something like this this and started doing really cheesy character work and it was so funny (laughs) it's really good so the cast storyline so they just have to they have to cancel all their holiday plans they're there um and it kind of isn't like a really big storyline but you do get them making the episode at the end where we see our beloved jeff richmond oh and we haven't seen him since season one episode nine he's adorable Um, and they give him a little bit of a character arc i know and his name's alfonso and i just love it Well, I love, he just has to deal with Jenna. They gave him so much emotion on his face. Did we talk about the fact that he directed an episode of Kimmy Schmidt? Oh, I didn't know that. He directed an episode. Did he really? I know. Isn't that cool? Was it the Beyonce one? (laughs) I don't know. Not that I noticed. I mean, you know he must have written all the music for that one. So, But I actually did not notice that. But I just noticed that he directed an episode. So I thought that was really, really cool. Interesting. But no, they just, they give him really, really funny character moments. And he uses them. I mean, he's a Second City guy. That's where they met. It makes sense. But it's also funny. You don't think of him as a performer. Yeah, I think everyone just knows him now. It's Tina Fey's husband. And people forget, like, no, look, he's... He's done his own fair well, share. Was that the whole things. Alec Baldwin thing, though? So you got to know him, and he was like, "Oh, this guy's great." Right? Yeah. Oh, he did, he's done. He's done three episodes of Kimmy Schmidt. He's directed three episodes. Uh-huh. Damn. He, one in each season. I love that you have your iPad right Kimmy there. Kimmy steps to do on this. a crack for season three. Oh, I don't remember that one. Oh, that begins it. Kimmy's that episode's funny. Yeah. That episode is super funny. I love it. Oh, um, I like that one. And yeah, so that episode, they just put on a show. Like, there's not that storyline's not very long, and it's not very complicated. Just, the show's super simple and sweet. Yeah. It but because like the multiple storylines coalesce got it at the very end. They so. do. They all build so we can get on that. But yep. Liz's storyline. Let's do Liz. 
So Liz gets us letters from Santa. Which, by the way, I love that the family that chooses the Glovers. Yes, I noticed what that too. What a weird little Shout like out to Donna uh, Easter egg. Uh, yeah, it's so strange. I love it though. It's, it's so funny. sweet. So Jenna and Liz are very clearly shopping at Bed Bath and Beyond. I think. Mm-hmm. I think it's kind of fair to assume that they're there. Everyone loves Bed Bath and Beyond. Um, and we learn that Liz is all bitter because her parents are going on a uh, they're going on a retreat in Arizona called Sexy at Seventy. And I just love the way she goes, you don't really feel up because her parents don't really feel up to hosting Christmas the year because she's 38 and she thought that they would have her, her she would have her own family by now, <laughs> uh, which, which made me wonder, where's Mitch? Like we've learned like, yeah, what are they doing with Mitch? Yeah, that's uh, a great question. I was really wondering about maybe that. they just left him at the mountains every day he wakes up. He's like, oh, I guess I'm on that ski trip. I must have forgotten. Uh, yeah, that was another bummer. Again, this is right when the Tonight Show or Conan inherited the Tonight Show and went back to LA and Andy Richter went well, with him Andy, yeah. and we lose Andy and we lose um, we lose Conan yeah um, in New York and he doesn't go to part of the show and it makes me sad it's um, very sad do you remember the beginning of their Tonight Show how they introed it or how he ran from New no. York to LA oh yeah, yeah, yeah and then the first that. episode he took over one of the Universal Studios tours and drove it off site Oh, I don't remember that part. Maybe that was Ellen. No, he did because someone just chanted. He would just drive it in a circle and they'd all chant circle. It was just a Conan bit. No one cares. It was so <laughs> good, though. Anyway, please continue. Uh, She's at uh, Bed Bath & Beyond. Yeah, so they're at Bed, at Bed Bath & Beyond. She makes an accidental racist thing, assuming that. She is racist in this yeah, episode that's a couple of times. The Santa Claus is. Well, I was reading, I think it was the AV Club article where someone was like, is she racist? Is she justifiably concerned? Or is she naive? Like that, because part of it, like, I can understand that if, if I would like to think so. So she buys all of this stuff, right? Just a ton of stuff. Uh, she ends up saying where she's going to have to drop off these toys. Oh no, because yeah, because I was so she's like, where do I need to go to drop off these toys? And she says the street address, which is 245th Street and Lawrence Taylor Boulevard, which is not a real intersection. But do you know who Lawrence Taylor is? No, he is from the New York Giants. Uh, and he, while well, he was in in and out of football, he failed multiple drug tests. And then in 2011, he pled guilty, guilt, pled guilty to sexual misconduct with a 16-year-old. Ew, um, so he's a great guy. So that's why I like the fact that they're so like, no, 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 you no, can't no, go no. Down. Like, he's not a good guy. Well, he hadn't even had that that charge yet, and he was already made, being made fun of in this. So. Yeah, I think that's because of all the drug stuff that that was kind of. Um, a big deal. Well, it's funny that you thought that's what I was being racist about. That that's what I was referring to. But I was I was clearly being no. What I thought I was referring to. I just was thinking of the Santas and her assuming oh. they're wrapping Santas. Oh yes, yes. <laughs> well, because that was just the start of that's. Well, sorry, that's where I thought because I knew that was step one that she assumed because it was a black Santa doll it, it was going to be wrapping. It's so funny. It did not. It's so absurd. Um, but so then she goes. She has all these toys. So I love that Tracy is like, <laughs> all right, well, we're going to go with you. Mm-hmm. And he's like, and remember dot com, you are there protect me not Liz Lemon. <laughs> um, and they get there and she knocks in with all these presents and it's two older black guys. Mm-hmm. Which I go, grown oh, men. They're two yeah, grown men. Yeah, whatever. Um, and they take the toys and leave, which granted they were, they probably could have said thank you, but they didn't. Um, and then she just kind of gets really upset about it and she needs some some like hot dog justice right from the pilot episode that she needs to go like i'm going to go to the better business bureau i'm going to shut down this letter to santa's program and that's i'm like i was reading some article where they were talking about how like well that was racist of her to assume that these guys were just like tracy assumed it i mean i guess that doesn't mean anything but tracy was like Liz lemme you got scrumped Oh, that is my, I think that's my favorite line. What is the past tense of scammed? Is it scrumped? <laughs> All right. I've got it here on um, Urban Dictionary. Um, what are you looking up? Scrumped. Oh, okay. And it says, 
the incorrect yet oddly spot on past ten tense of scam. Scrump uh, um, or scrumped was first defined by 30 Rock character Tracy Jordan, December 2008. There we go. Um, and the, the example they have is it turns out the Nigerian prince I was emailing is just a spam hoax. I got scrumped. <laughs> that's not an actual line from the episode. No, but. that's just them putting <laughs> it in a sentence. That's the really second, funny. Ooh, scrumped. The past tense of scrump, English for poaching. So th- what else do we have? That's isn't, oh, and they're wondering who's scamming me. Isn't there a thing? What's it called in rugby? The is that what this? It's called the scrum. scrum. That's what yeah. it is. Okay, scrum. That's what that. Yep. I got my sports references down. So they thought it was interesting that, that she assumed that those guys must have been taking advantage of her. But what isn't that a th- like? I that's, I would say I would like to think that she would have thought that even if it was two white guys that answered the door like that that like I because I saw that and if I just had because like we used to do that when we were, we've done that before for like. Um, is the Angel Tea Project where, like, when parents are in uh, prison, like, you can go and give them money. And we did that as kids. But, like, we, we went to the house to give them the toys. And I remember it was, like, the grandma came to the door. And she was talkative and appreciative and that sort of thing. And we didn't meet the kids. But if you just knocked on a door thinking you were going to give stuff to kids and two grown adults take the toys, shut the door, and leave, like, I think that would raise red flags regardless of who answered the door. I was just listening to a uh, oh, Bo Burnham's his latest special or whatever. Mm -hmm. And he has a whole line that's called, uh, white straight man. Mm -hmm. And the whole, it's, it's a very, very funny song. And at the end of it, he's like, that was all ironic. Just so you know, like, it was, it was I ran into him face first once <laughs> right into it because he's so tall right into his like stomach. <laughs> I was working and I just went straight into him and then literally just looked up and then ran away. I love it. Uh, <laughs> sorry, my roommate checked me. No, it's fine. So wait, so we talked a little bit about that thing, but so she gets to the very end. She wants to go. And like I said, she ruins Christmas for well, these children. First, there's that funny line where she goes to try and get the better business, not to get letters to Santa. Shut oh my down. gosh. That great scene at the mail, at the, <laughs> yes. uh, at the, ma- at the post office, the mail center, Yeah, the mail at center. the U S mail center. I like Damn it. it. I like it. Damn it. Um, where she's getting all upset, which I related to that moment very much because I am always very like, I've been having to work on this that I'm always like, I know I'm right. And I need you to, to validate me in that situation. And, and like, I was like, I just, this needs to get fixed. This doesn't make sense. Why can't you just fix it? I've been having to work on that a little bit. Um, sense of entitlement, I think sometimes. Um, but then I love how she's all upset and she's like, Trine and like Irene because of just the way the name tag is. And then she asked Tracy for help. That's so racist. (laughs) It's so great. (laughs) Great, but funny. Right. But then she asked Tracy for help and he's like, what? Oh, because all black people know each other and he goes oh hey irene did vicky hook you up with this job or whatever it is her face too was like yeah it's so good <laughs> it's that actress is great i love it i really so love much. it oh my goodness um, um so then you were talking about so then she goes back she has the issue she she goes to try and talk to the kids right mm-hmm. she's trying to figure that out yeah oh my goodness so yeah so she shows up at the door uh, to try and she's going back to the door to be like, you need to give me my toys back, blah, 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 blah. And she gets there and the kids open the door <laughs> and she's so excited. That, what, what were their names? Marcus and Deshaun. Were that the kids' names, I think? And she's like, are you Marcus and Deshaun? I I brought you those gifts. And they're like, but I thought those gifts came from Santa, daddy. And like, yeah, they're so <laughs> upset because she just It's such a brilliant, Christmas. brilliant twist because I love that episode because every time I'm like, 
this LA, I, you, every time you're with her and you're like, yeah, da, 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 da. And then you realize, oh, duh, that's why they did it. They didn't want the kids to think it wasn't Santa. Yeah. It's every time that twist gets me. I absolutely adore it. It's so funny. I want to go back super quick to just a joke, to something I really noticed. Yes. There's two jokes in this. Um, and if I'm at the wrong point, just correct me. Uh, my brain was so screwy when I, to, when I watched this episode. But um, I really love, there's just something when Ken, Kenneth, because they go back to, she brings Kenneth, because Kenneth is trying to prove mm-hmm. the magic of Christmas. It's Kenneth's goal every year is the yeah. magic of Christmas. So, I first of all, Kenneth says things and they always, he'll like make a comment about his life. I can't even remember what the comment was in this episode. He said something ridiculous about their Christmases. And you see people just respond to him. And I love it. Because <laughs> it's like that, thing, it's that stupid thing on Friends where Chandler's just making great jokes and they never laugh or right. respond. And it's so stupid because if I was hanging out with you and you were doing a Chandlerism, mm-hmm. I'd laugh. It's right. funny. Well, it's like a, you were talking about this a couple of episodes ago where it's like your dad makes a joke and you're like ugh but your cousin thinks it's funny or your uncle makes a joke it's and the true. cousin said that it's and I think and then they're obviously they're playing this for laughs like that is a funny person and so I don't know if with Chandler it's the same sort of thing where they're like oh yeah Chandler's just making another joke like don't encourage him don't laugh at it potentially but often they don't even roll their eyes they just like look at him like he just said something Do and they move on but in this I've noticed they're like this episode in particular you see people's reactions to what the other person says oh is what you're saying is the kind of thing is like well you're acting like a real c word right now that's right a real cranky sue <laughs> I think it probably <laughs> was that and I love it also Tracy uh, no no are also Tracy called um, she calls it Quanzo. Oh yeah, and well, I really love it. So I thought when you were talking Kenneth, I remember. This. So when they get back to the, um, but yeah, because Kenneth is saying like, no, like letters to Santa is good, right? So they go back to the apartment and they get up to the floor, and there's a there's a door and there's art on the door and it's like, see, like those drawings are a sign that children live here, and and uh, Tracy goes or. Uh, crap how does he pronounce it or uh basquate basquat and i was like what the heck is that word so jean-michel basquite basquat is a brooklyn-born artist who does graffiti and art and stuff <laughs> and i was like tracy <laughs> just made an art reference joke. i have to call will and be like is this a reference you would have gotten right right New 100%. Yorker, i know uh um, dear lord i love that or the <laughs> <laughs> the, when when the guy when the the parents come to the door after she has ruined Christmas for these kids, and then he's like, "Yeah, the dad is like, it's dear to, dear letters to Santa, not uh, dear, dear lonely crazy, white lady, yeah, or lonely white." Lady. <laughs> <laughs> it's so great. Um, last thing about that scene, though, where Tracy calls a Quanzo and where Kenneth says the C-word joke, which uh-huh. I love a good C-word joke, like the really great one in uh, Arrested Development. Tracy Wickfield is one of the writers in the room. Oh, really? Yeah, she's in the background. She's around the table. Oh, I didn't notice that. Yeah, it's that. really great. I, I never noticed that. I'd never seen her as one of the background players. So I bet a lot of those people are the actual writers. I've never oh, noticed. Oh, I'm sure. I'd never, I just had never seen it. It would crack me up. Oh, man. Oh, there's two more lines from that storyline that I love. And one is when they bring all the toys to the apartment the first time. And Liz is like, thank you for carrying that. I'll buy you guys dinner later. And they go, Liz, we both have girlfriends. <laughs> um, and then uh. he's some who is somebody is explained. Oh, Liz is explaining to Tracy how to take a picture because I want you to take a picture when you see their faces. And she's like explaining what point it and, take, and he's like, thanks a lot. I never operated a camera before. 
I'm serious. That was very helpful. I didn't get that joke very much. Really? Did you di- like it? I was like, this joke didn't land with me. Oh, I thought it was funny because I because I love when Tracy goes into like serious Tracy mode. Like I'm picturing him in the um, the one with the cast of Night Court when he's got the glasses on and he's like becoming mm-hmm. that actor where he just goes serious and line. Or later on, I don't think we've been in there yet. But later on in the episode where they're trying to get him to like show up on time and have your lines memorized and he's just very. I love serious Tracy because it's just so far from who he normally is. Mm-hmm. And I really like that a lot. No, it's f- that's very fair. That's so funny, that joke. I was just like, he didn't go far enough for me to get mm. the joke. Because I'm always, like, thrown off with that joke. There was another one recently I watched where I was like, this joke, uh-huh. Like, didn't where just land. someone doesn't land. There was something Kimmy Schmidt that did that recently where I was like, nah, almost. <laughs> like, you and tried. didn't get there. Like, I guess you can't expect every single joke to I land. expect a lot of things, <laughs> Kelsey. Your also, standards are too Didn't high. you just say you uh, are feeling entitled? I feel entitled, right. too. <laughs> But no. You expect more from this show you love. The final storyline. Let's get to Jack. So Jack hits his mother with a car. And then she dies. No. (laughs) (laughs) Bye, Colleen. Let's not joke about it. I love her so much. We've got a lot more Elaine Stritch coming. She's so fantastic. Mm -hmm. It smells like Disneyland out here right now. I I was thinking that too. When you're walking through downtown Disney. And and you've got got the caramel corn. All right, so thank you for hanging out with us. If you hear, can you hear the cars? In the oh, I, I can't tell, and it's fine, and it's uh, it's cool. uh, it's it's authentic because we're on the side of Firestone Boulevard and Downey. I love it. We got kicked out of Portos right when we were enjoying how much it smelled like Disneyland. Right? Oh, oh well. Portos, um, stop being the best Cuban food place in California. <laughs> Let me they opened at nine thirty on a Friday. Uh, 8.30. No, they closed at 8.30, so I want yeah. them open until 9.30. Oh, that's what you're saying. Yeah. Like, at least they let us sit there until 9.30, that's but they true. are physically closed at 8.30. Yeah, so stay open until 9.30 and let us sit here until 10.30. Come on, y'all. We couldn't even sit on the cement block. So much free advertising I don't know if I want right Portos to... I know, we're just named around. <laughs> I don't want Portos to support us anymore. Just stay open. That's like, enough. We can sit on this cement block and not that cement it block. It was really intense. Oh, man. Mr. You were doing Security such a good job of explaining to him. I was like, like, are no. you, like we don't want the tables <laughs> or the chairs, just the cement. Our first live episode is going complicatedly. This is fantastic. I'm going to count this as a live episode, even though there's the only audience. We have a lot of audience. They just don't stick around. Don't you hear the crickets? Legitimately, there are crickets. Yeah, you hear them? They sound great. Are you trying to find it? I don't know where it is. I don't know where it's, it's, at. it's like how nerd melt. There's one cricket in the wall, uh-huh. and if you're not, if you're if you're quiet in between like a stand-up set, you can you hear, hear it, it, and every every stand-up gets mad. I love it. Um, okay, what so we're we talking about Jack. We just Jack, got to yeah. Jack. Oh, so gosh, Colleen is got hit. He doesn't get to go on his trip to Rio now. So now Colleen is in New oh, York. Oh no, he won't get to watch monkey wrestling. Oh, Ugh, man, gross. And Liz says, "Do you want me to come by? Like your mom likes me, I'll come by." And he's like, "Yes." She please. responds very well. She's a good friend. It's true. Their relationship is really starting to like get it. They're, like, I, they're in the zone now. I love it. I love it. it. In um, the friend zone. Put them. Um, So Liz gets there. Oh, no. Colleen is. So she's ringing a bell, right? And it's like, I need my other bell. We agreed one by the bed, one by the toilet. Did you see what Colleen was reading? No. What was she reading? Urban fervor. Urban fervor. Shut up. That's your department thing, isn't it? Yep. That's so good. She was reading urban fervor. Um, And I just love how when Liz walks in. Oh no! I was just thinking, like, what, I'm thinking, why is Dom from Fast and Furious driving by right now? 
Um, so I love, she's like, my son Jackie did not run over me on purpose. And Jack's like, nobody is saying that. So then she talks about how she's like, oh, and my watch got broken. And it was my Chopard watch, not the Cartier that I wanted. So I did some research. Oh, did you? Oh, God, I love when you research, Kelsey. So a show, the, the cheapest Chopard watch is $4,390. I mean, he is so rich. What do you think the most expensive watch is there? Oh, definitely 50000 How many? 50000 How many? How many thousand? How many dollars? <laughs> Sorry, that was the weirdest thing. So the most expensive Chopard watch is $67,770. These are prices, prices uh, right rules. I just won. Right. So I didn't compete against anyone, but let's still. Let's talk Cartier. Mm, God, much the more. The cheapest Cartier watch mm-hmm. is 2410 Oh, wow. So you should have got Cartier. Right. What is the most expensive Cartier watch? I would watch? say 100000 Did I go over or no. under? Yeah, under. Is it 200000 Under. Oh my God, two hundred sixty-eight thousand dollars for a watch. I mean, telling time is important. Like the next time somebody complains about how expensive a freaking Apple Watch is, this is literally like a Marxist example of the folly of capitalism right now. <laughs> like, doesn't he use a golden axe as the example? Yep. Right. No. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there are some expensive. So just watches. more range in the Cartier line. Mm-hmm. I mean, they do go cheaper. Right. Hmm. <laughs> oh man, that was crazy. So we learn in this moment that Jack waited eight minutes from the time he hit his mother with a car to when he called nine one one, and it's just it's such an interesting thing and a struggle that he has to deal with. And I, it's one of those things where I go at my initial time of watching this. I think way back when was oh you waited eight minutes because you were like I don't want to deal with my mother being dead. And now older I realize oh, oh you oh you thought. Maybe if she stays there a little bit longer, she will die. Do I call for help or not? And that that was the struggle as opposed to me initially just thinking you didn't want to face a dead person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that's not what happened. I love how much the broken watch thing is used in like law and order things. They're like not like, like oh, the watch broke it this time. That's uh-huh. when the murder happened. I always feel like that's actually not the best evidence, but they seem to use it a lot in TV shows. Um, yeah, I I think that's an interesting tool to use. I don't know that how often that happens in real life. It's true. Do you think people find it weird we're podcasting on the side of the street at 9.30 at night? I would hope they we're think getting gr- Have you noticed all the looks we're getting? Uh-huh. Okay, cool. It's well, great. but also you've got it. headphones on. <laughs> but I look cool. They're beats. You do. Beats I look like I'm Dre. being interviewed. You've got headphones on. Maybe they all think I'm like the cool new NPR reporter in town. Probably. The new girl in town. She works for NPR. <laughs> going hairspray on me. I just watched me. hairspray recently. Anyway. I can I love that a mm-hmm. lot. Anyway. Um so because of because of that now Jack he shows up and he's like we're going to do a special he's and he's avoiding her. Yes, he's he's avoiding his mother as much as freaking possible. But I really like it because this whole he's avoiding her through Christmas and actually Christmas is what it does the Christmas thing. It brings them together. Yes. So he because has this he, big revelation about yes. his mother. So he talked about how much he hates Christmas because Christmas is horrible for him growing up yes. because of this, because of that, because my mom's creepy boyfriend would show up every Christmas. And and he says that he, that's why he gets aroused listening to White Christmas because he'd have to play it on the piano. Excuse me, He's got me, a small mister. penis. It's fine. <laughs> That's going to be better if there's no context if that didn't get picked up on this. Everyone's going to be like, why is she talking about some rando's penis? I'm just saying. 
<laughs> oh my gosh. So then Jack shows up at work the next day and Liz is like, are you wearing the same clothes as yesterday? And then he says yes, because there was an incident last night where Colleen was complaining about how hot she was under the blankets. And so Jack had to remove one of the blankets from underneath her and it's just so tiny. She rolls off like the a couch. Bird. Do you think she was actually sleeping on that couch? Like, I feel like Jack should have a spare bedroom or seven. And she was sleeping on the couch. Maybe it's just more central so she doesn't have to get up to watch TV. Oh, that's true. I don't know. What do you think Colleen watches on television? Oh, my God. I don't know. Well, we know she likes Urban Fervor. Mm-hmm. I think so Law & Order SVU. Mm-hmm. Um, I think she probably... She roots for the bad guys. Oh, I think she's no. I think she probably just shows how she could like. Why would she root for sexual like violence? Okay, sorry, I forget that's what SVU is. No, I think she's no. I'm teasing you, but I think (laughs) she's probably like sitting there cynical, thinking the victims were idiots. Yeah. Um, I think probably this is a really good question, so I'm gonna think about this now. I think she probably watches Game Show Network like most old people do. I think she probably watches. I, I think she probably has like a, a crush on like some actor that she compa- that she always makes Jack like that she always loves and makes Jack feel bad about himself. Okay. Where she was like, if he were my son, you know, she watches like Franklin and Bash or something. <laughs> you know, I if you had gone to law like Franklin, um, and then really, you know, giving him the what, but. I don't know. That's my theory of what she watches. But I want to just say, I want to start something about this. This is a great Jack Eyes storyline. Jack's baby blues, steely blues, really shine in this episode. And I feel like they deserve their moment. Interesting. I, I did not notice. They just that. really. I think because in that first scene when he sees her get hit, he like it's a mirror shot. Oh, of that's eyes. true. He just is stressed out, so it's a lot of eye work versus his often like leaning back, crinkly eyes. Okay. He's, his eyes are open because he's anxious, and it just. I'm like, ah, oh, blue eyes, man, doing good. So the only thing I thought because you said that, and I went, oh, I didn't notice that, but I did write on here that Jack looked like a teenager. There was something about like his hair was ruffled a lot. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was the. I was like, you look like a teenager, and I couldn't decide if that was part of the like moms in the picture. So he acts little bit younger if that's just kind of a like <laughs> what revertigo i don't remember what what is that from oh that's from a from how i met your mother um okay. that you revert back to who you were around the person oh yeah um because lily does that and it's really funny mm-hmm. um then the next part of the storyline is colleen so now she's in a wheelchair because both of her hips are dead basically oh, darn. um and she shows up and she shows up and she's she's calling him out on i know you waited eight minutes to call nine which also does that i mean like weirdly is that a relief that she knew and that she didn't do anything like, right. I'm like oh cool this is just how they work they're this messed up he comments that he's she has put him in jail before at one point, he said she's done it before because um, Colleen has had Jack arrested before. And so he that's what he was like. She can't ever know about the eight minutes thing because he's had him, her arrested before. He's she has this had is not him. the kind of thing she would have him arrested for. Though. She would have him arrested to make a point about like food or like a sandwich. Like you need to eat that. Something, like something yeah. real. She won't arrest him. It would get a lot worse. Something like you, you should. Have, this is why you always leave a note sort of a thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, and but so she shows up in her wheelchair and she's calling him out. And she has a flashcard that says eight, or 16 minus eight equals eight because her watch died at 808 and she got his phone bill and saw that the call to 9 was at this a is some serial level ish man man people are having fun on firestone it's like the 50s where they go like gr- like you know people will go what, what did they call that cruising except instead of cruising they uh, rev their rev their engines i don't know what that's called i don't know but it's really lame i don't know no one wants to hear your weird engine <laughs> that's how i feel no one um, cares 
So then it ends with their at the live episode. And there's this moment where Jack is telling Liz again about the creepy boyfriend that showed up every Christmas. Can I go back for a minute? No, I don't want to pause. I want to go back. Um, That bit where 10 minus 8 equals 8. And he storms off. And do you know what he yells? He yells something. We need more snow machines. I wrote that. And I didn't know who said that. I wrote more snow machines. And I'm like, who said that? I love it. Because that's how he's responding is he's just like, more Christmas. Right. More Christmas. We need more Christmas. Like, well, because so you see, he at one point sees um, the sleigh when he's on set. And he looks at that sleigh in such a, like, longingful way. The way he looks at the sleigh. And it's very sad. It is. Um, it's just, it's, oh, my goodness. I just totally thought this was going to be the episode where he eats everything. And that's a, that's an earlier episode. Yeah, that, that's when Colleen comes I was waiting for him to start, like, eating everything in sight. But it's, so it's funny. She always brings out these obsessive urges in him where he has to eat. Or he's, like, yeah. clinging to Christmas. Like which she is, brings these things. Which is the revertigo you're talking about. Right, well, and it's so interesting, too, because that is such a Liz thing, too. To like eat the a eating con- oh, well, and Liz sure. doesn't just eat when she's like depressed or whatever. Like she just eats in general. So I like the idea that he like, Binges. what can I do? I need to figure out. I'm struggling. Let's do what Liz does. Mm-hmm. Um, but so Jack explains to Liz, creepy person comes by and he's like, Mr. Uh, he goes, Mr. Frederick August Otto Schwartz. And she goes, F.A.O. Schwartz, mm-hmm. as in the the santa claus basically the yeah. toy maker the, the toy master remember the fao shorts used to have at south coast plaza when we were little uh-huh. the, was i was nice. trying to remember why i was like i know that i think my mom would always be like that piano is like big and i'd be like what's big oh that's right the <laughs> but uh because i had the little piano you could dance on i love it that's the like fifth dog now it says dodge charger to go down the street like <laughs> downy and their dodge chargers man i love it i hate um, those cars Sorry, but so dodge. in that moment jack realizes like oh crap like mom put out on christmas so that we could get as many christmas presents as possible and isn't it weird that that makes it better like i mean <laughs> it's like sweet i get it and but like i don't know like like that's not it's like a really funny thing the idea of her like sleeping with fao schwartz right that's really funny but it's just also really weird i don't know it's just so weird that in the end it's like oh that makes it better no like that's still kind of gross uh, no <laughs> yeah like so. she was so rude to you or exactly. whatever mm-hmm. um but then he goes up to her at the end she's like i love you mother and i don't want you to die and she says i'm never going to jackie mm, fair um i did think it was interesting um and i can't remember if i mentioned this before i think i did how colleen calls jack jackie and so that's one of the things where i think because guys calls him jackie where he is just such a paternal the mommy figure daddy thing yeah Hold on. Is my car going to be in trouble? Because I put it up there, and I know they usually give like an hour afterwards, but I'm thinking, I was like, oh, I have an hour, but they closed at 8.30. Well, last time we were here until even later. Yeah, that's true. But then they couldn't close it, remember? They were, like, upset. But he was still there. The security guard was still I'm there. I'm upstairs, though. Uh, is there a gate to go upstairs? There's, like, a little thing that could close. But it must open. They must have a sensor, they must open, right? Yeah. I think we're almost done, too. Okay, cool. Anyway. Like, they're not going to do it between now. They'll have already done it. You're right. So it's either finished or not. Okay, great. Continue. Um, Yeah. So I liked, uh, but that's kind of just how the whole episode ends with them having, oh, they're singing at the piano. Sorry. That's how it ends. She's so charming when she sings. I would listen to her sing all day. She like talk sing. She like Johnny cashed it and I was into it. I loved it. It was so good. So um, in the AV Club article, uh, I think the guy's name is Nathan. He says that 30 Rock dominates the guest star Emmy in ways that can only be called uh, Lara Kedish. And for a damn good reason, 30 Rock guests tend to be big icons, perfectly cast in roles that take full advantage of their gifts and storied past. I cannot imagine a better mother for Jack than Elaine Stritch, grand dame of Broadway and a raging hurricane of a woman who understandably scares the holy living F out of even a macho alpha male like Jack. 
And I thought that was a very true statement. It is an incredibly true statement. And it's such a wonderful thing that they have access to all these Broadway actors. Yeah. Like, the show really benefits from it over and over again, which is so great. I love it. I was really into Jenna's dress when she was singing. I uh, love her, like, singing kindness that doesn't exist in any other part of her life. Right. Like, when she's, like, patting Alfonso's ha- Alfonso? <laughs> yeah. Al- Al- his full name is Alfonso. Uh, How did you find his full name? Alfonso Disparioso. If you look up Jeff Richmond's uh, character credits on Dirty Rocky, it has a full name. All right. But, like, actually, like, ruffles his hair and how he rolls his eyes. It's so good. It's so fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, I had one other. Oh, so I think that, that kind of wraps up most of the storylines. Yeah, I think we covered things, it. Um, we missed when the, in Liz Lemon's storyline with the kids, uh, while she's shopping, she goes, those are going to be the happiest poor kids since. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, this was Kenneth. Maybe this is the line you were saying. Those are going to be the happiest poor kids since my brother and I went to Neverland Ranch. That is. And then she just kind of looks at him and then doesn't say anything, which, I mean, you should say something, but also. Have we talked about this before that I've been there? I'm not sure, but I think you should talk about it for a minute. So I, cancer is a horrible thing. (laughs) This is how I start this story. (laughs) By laughing and saying cancer is awful. It is. So my older sister had leukemia when she was little and she's fine now, has been in. 25 years remission 26 years remission and part of that though with childhood cancer the guy has locked out of portos um uh childhood cancer especially here in Oregon, southern california there are a lot of programs that you can like between make-a-wish and the perks that's the wrong word i shouldn't use but there's a lot of Um, like things they do for kids who are in that position yes kids and their family Mm -hmm. so we had two different camps we went to each each year two different organizations so four camps and one of those organizations included a lot of little non-camp related events and one time it was going to michael jackson's neverland ranch Mm -hmm. and we got to go there and got to um, just kind of go, like there was the whole there's a whole field within the ground trampolines that you could jump on. He had a two story uh, arcade. There was a movie theater. We watched Homeward Bound three, um, the San Francisco one. Um, and then he also had a theme park then with like 13 rides. And he had a little mini zoo. And uh, my hand got sneezed on by an elephant. <laughs> That's a great problem. Yeah. He have. was not there while we were there, but we got to maybe uh, for the best. Yeah, got to experience Neverland Ranch, and we left with like a bag that said Neverland on it, and it had a lollipop in it that had Michael Jackson's face, if I remember correctly. Um, but so Kenneth and I have both been to Neverland Ranch. That's Find so Neverland. weird. The idea that he would want children licking his face—that is kind of a weird. Also, thing. I'm pretty sure he was probably just in the security camera room watching. That's creepy. I'm sorry. I like Michael Jackson. I should have made fun. He died and it was tragic. Oh, it's man. just such, it's too easy. I shouldn't even make the jokes. No, the first one I stand by the second one. I don't, <laughs> but um, no, that's a really wonderful, but that's how kind of him that he opened up his home and his safe place for children in need. That is a for really sure. beautiful thing, particularly children in need. Yeah. yeah children in need i'll oh, leave it there the, um one other little research thing that i happen to look up is that uh when jack comes in he says we're recording an episode tomorrow and jenna's like we are not going to stand for this it's the day before christmas blah blah and he's like he, uh, he's like uh she's like you're gonna have to tell my surrogate family of four 25 year old gay guys um that they're gonna have they're, they're not gonna be able to see new kids of the block at the borgata um and he's like that's in your contract you have to go i will be there blah 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 and so i looked up there was not there's a new kids on the block concert tonight by the way i had a Ooh, friend who was going to why it. are we not there right now <laughs> recording at the concert i know <laughs> but in 2008 new kids on the block was on tour and they were at the borgata on september 27th and on november 7th but they weren't on 
uh, right, the around December. So, but they were there probably right when they were writing this episode. That's what I was thinking it. too. <laughs> but like, I was what? like, I was so when I saw that they were legitimately like they were there twice the two months preceding this. That's perfect. It's all right, um, dude. You're, you're like intensive researching paid off really well this time. I was kind of proud of myself. That's awesome, dude. Um, I think. I think that does it for everything I've got to say on this episode. I just have my favorite line, yes. which is, if I want to look a hippie, I'll just return ba- Joan Baez's phone calls. Yes. Dear God, that's an incredible <laughs> line. I want to shake the hand of the person that wrote that. It's so perfect. It's so... That was great. I think mine is still the, what's the past tense of scammed? Is it scrumped? Scrumped. Um, Liz oh, Lerman, you got scrumped. Also the line of when Liz walks in with all of her stuff, Pete goes, holy Buddha. Who likes Christmas? <laughs> Why Buddha? It's weird. Uh... And I think that that was just, oh, and then, but then there's the great line too, where Jack is complaining. He says, one of her suitcases was just wigs. Such an old person issue. 100%. Also, does she wear wigs? Her hair looks great. No, her hair is always the same in every single freaking episode. So I thought that was kind of, she has like 10 wigs of the exact same style. I'm afraid about my car, so I, know, I think I know. we should wrap this We're up. Because I just watched the last employee leave, and I'm like, Got uh-oh. So. Oh, there's still, I still, still one in there. Okay, You're fine. That You're fine. Be, okay. <laughs> and it looks like they don't park in that parking lot, so we're, I'm screwed, but whatever. All right. Well, because of this, because my car might be towed, yeah. we should go. Oh, you know what? We, we might have frozen. We didn't do a, hey, rate, subscribe, Amazon. Ooh. That's why it was that's so, why it was so short. Well, let's Maybe just do it at the end. All right, cool. We'll cut that part out. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. I think this episode went great. Thank you, Portos, for hosting us. Right. Thank you for my iced something or other. Um, And that pineapple cheese tart. Is that what it was? It was just. Oh yeah, yeah. Pineapple. Was it good? (laughs) Yeah, it was. It was. It was. It was buttery. That's what I wanted. Good. Um, Before we say goodbye and say our closing, just a reminder that if you buy stuff on Amazon, please make sure to use our link that you can find at BoardwalkAudio.com/slash/talk30rock to me. Click support our artists, and it'll take you to Amazon. Mm -hmm. And we would love that. And also, if you were to subscribe rate review those are a lot of fun for us to get do it um please yeah did that work do you think they're gonna do it now pretty please with sugar on top really made it clear we need it so yeah well you can find me at at kimchi lucas um uh, come to radio picture show second wednesday of the month this might have come out afterwards but do it the virgil second wednesday of the month great storytelling kimmy flustered it's gonna be great it'll be fantastic Mm -hmm. you can find me places at I was going to say at Talk 30 Rock to me. You can find me there, too. I mean, I want to go to there. Um, you can find me specifically places at Redheaded Blonde on Instagram and on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And I like it when you guys message me. So that's a lot of fun. Do it. And our podca- podcast itself, you can find at Talk 30 Rock to me on Twitter and Instagram and on Facebook. And you can send us emails at Talk 30 Rock to me at gmail.com. We really like getting those. It's kind of fun. We read them. It's really great. So yeah. we'll give you a shout out if you send us something fun and not too critical. Or creepy. <laughs> yeah, creepy's bad too. No one's been creepy this far. No yeah? one's been creepy. We've been pretty Thank good. Thank you for not being creepy. Yeah. Um, um, I think that about does it for Christmas. Merry Christmas, Kimmy. I was about to do Oh, that no, too. sorry. I stole hey, your. Kelsey, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. To oh, did you just cling my. I just clinked. I, I don't singing. think it made a noise. I did <laughs> no, it. Didn't. Please keep singing. <laughs> no, I'm not going to sing anymore. Merry Christmas to. <laughs> Pull up my piano. Oh. That's my guitar noise for my piano. It was piano, not apparently. a good. It was a very confusing it, it was guitar not. piano. Um, all right. Can you give me one of those piano guitars? Like a guitar? Yeah. <laughs> I love a good guitar. All right. Thanks for listening, you guys. What did you just say? I said thanks for listening. I heard thanks, squirrel, listening. Thanks, squirrel. <laughs> Bye, guys.
information and shows visit boardwalkaudio.com don't forget to rate and subscribe now